I am so excited to share this next PMDD expert with you. Her name is Naomi Judge and she is a naturopath and she is going to spill the beans. You're going to want to get your journal. You're going to want to pause the recording and write down because she's going to share exactly which tests you need to ask for to find clues about what's really going on with your PMDD. She is going to share things that you might not have even known that are causing your PMDD symptoms to get worse. So so, oh, Naomi, here we go. Naomi Judge, so excited to be talking with her. Get your journal, get something to write with. I'm not kidding. I am not kidding. <laughs> Welcome to the PMDD Healing Summit, where the world's top PMDD experts share guidance, hope, and next steps for your PMDD healing journey. And right now, right here with me, you can see her on the screen, either above me or beside me is Naomi Judge. And uh, let me tell you something about Naomi really quick, a little bit about her bio, about how she helps people with PMDD. So Naomi is a naturopath and a clinical nutritionist with a bachelor's degree in health science. She has supported women from her Sydney-based practice for the last 15 years. Wow. Over a decade. This is awesome. That's why I'm so glad that you're here, Naomi. And her primary focus is helping women to connect the dots between their health, their happiness, and their hormones. Her area of expertise is supporting menstruators with PMDD and cyclical mood swings, including histamine intolerance, anxiety, and depression. Thank you so much, Naomi, for being here and for saying yes to the summit. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I love it. And I love um, the fact that you're focusing on giving hope because that's one of the biggest things here. There is hope and um, there is that avenue to change and, and be supported. And so a lot of women do lose their hope. So thank yes. you. Yes, that's why we're here to give that hope back and also to get really practical. And that's why I'm, I'm really glad that you're here because you do work with menstruators who have PMDD. So it's not like something abstract for you. You have been on the, you know, on the front lines with everybody. So could you just like just start by sharing why you're so passionate about supporting menstruators who have PMDD? Look, it's really, it's, it's been such an organic journey from what, where I started. So it's, 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 I started supporting um, hormonal health. That was the first kind of thing, supporting hormones and stubborn weight. And slowly that kind of transitioned into seeing women suffering with um, anxiety, a lot of depression. And I could see that it wasn't just about the hormones. You know, it wasn't just about, okay, we balance estrogen, we balance progesterone, we balance testosterone, bam, you're better. There was so much more going on. And then I started to realize in terms of my life and in terms of things that I had suffered from previously, you know, through my teenage years, um, depression, anxiety, and also some self-harm, I realized how those symptoms and those issues um, kind of worked, worked in that PMDD, severe PMS kind of paradigm. Yes. Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. That is really interesting. And everybody have your journals out, your notebooks, because you know, it always gets good here. And I wrote down, it's not just the hormones. So let's get into that a little bit. What do you mean by it's not just the hormones? What else could it be? 
Well, I mean, there are so many things going on. And I think some of the things that we miss as hormone experts in the business, we work primarily on the hormones. And so there's a large demographic that go unchecked. There's a large demographic of sufferers that don't get the support they need because there's a lot of, there's so many other issues going on. For example, um, neurotransmitters. So by neurotransmitters, I'm talking about your serotonin levels, your dopamine levels, your Mm -hmm. GABA, your glutamate. There's so much going on with those. Um, Your endorphins. Um, These change through your cycle. And for some women, they change dramatically. Um, So that's a huge thing. Another thing is, say, thyroid health. Uh That... Um, can go up and down through your cycle, particularly in this luteal phase, luteal phase, which is just after ovulation, just before your period when you menstruate. Um, This is the phase where you're more prone to stress and you're more prone to these ups and downs of your metabolism, your endorphins, um, and your sort of thyroid health. Great. That is neurotransmitters, thyroid health. Well, let's dive right into that. Let's dive into thyroid health. Because I know I read um, that you wrote that underactive thyroid can cause PMDD symptoms. Ooh, there's a lot going on right here. I hope you can't hear it. There's a dog barking. A car went crazy out there. But you said, um, could you share more about that, how an underactive thyroid can cause PMDD symptoms? That's really interesting. Yeah, I mean, this is the interesting thing. So when we've got symptoms, symptoms can be caused by so many different, um, so there's so many different issues. So, so in terms of PMD, PMDD symptoms, particularly that extreme fatigue, <laughs> or that depression, extreme depression, lethargy, there could be other issues going on and thyroid health can be one of them. So if the thyroid drops, your metabolism drops. So if your thyroid hormones drop at that particular time in your cycle, your thyroid hormones drop, this kind of, your metabolism then at the same time drops. So things such mm-hmm. as um, endorphins, things such as your energy, your 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 moods they will drop out as well you might even get thyroid type symptoms so feeling more cold or feeling bloated or water retention as well so you might get those symptoms along with your mood symptoms wow okay underactive thyroid so how would i know if i have if that might be an issue like are there tests what do you do with people to determine that that's the the reason no, I mean, sim- so the simplest is to, is to just have a look at your symptoms and, and have a look if the key symptoms kind of match up. But also testing is important because mm-hmm. because I've often had clients test and they've been they've been told they've been OK by their GP and they've tested. We've done the whole gamut of tests. Yeah. And actually, there's some real issues going on. And they've had to they've had to in the end go on medication because it's it's so it's so out. Yeah. So. Blood test for the thyroid is, is really what you want, is really what you want to ask for. Yeah. And normally when you go and get your test done, um, thyroid stimulating hormone is, is the test. So that's your TSH. Your TSH mm-hmm. is your thyroid stimulating hormones. All your stimulating hormones are produced in the pituitary. Um, and so really that's a gauge of what your pituitary gland is doing. And your pituitary gland can be out for a number of different reasons. There's a lot that could be going on with the pituitary, we know, um, yeah. calcification, all of those kind of things, stress, yes. that could be going on. So if your pituitary is not working or working, 
that will tell us about thyroid stimulating hormone, but it's your other hormones, it's your thyroid hormones that we need to find out how your thyroid is, is working. So that's your thyroxins, um, your T4 and your T3. Okay. We need to know how they're working. And a lot of the times they're not tested because <laughs> we just assume if the pituitary is working, then the thyroid is working. Yeah. It's not the case these days. It's not the case. So you really want to have the whole gamut yes. of those three okay. plus yes. versus T3. And if you can get it, your antibodies as well. Ooh. Okay. Could you, because I know, I was like, I did not write those down. Could you repeat just the name of the three that we need to get tested? And then you said the reverse T3. I got reverse T3. <laughs> repeat the other three just so people can write this down and go to their doctors and get these tests. So your thyroid stimulating hormone, which is your okay. TSH. Okay. That's called TSH. Then your T4 and your T3. And your T3. Yes. Okay, great. Awesome. Yes. Thank you. Those are the most important. And you, you, if you find that if, if you find during your luteal phase, so just after ovulation, your symptoms are really bad, mm -hmm. get your tests then. Get your blood ah. tests then because it can change. It changes through your cycle. So if you get it tested, then that will give you a good indication yes. if it is actually causing your symptoms at that time. That's a good one. So get the test during the luteal phase, y'all, because that's where it could, could show what's really going on. So I know that you have a thyroid health diet or like a meal plan. Could you say, how do we keep our thyroid healthy with the foods we eat? Can you share some, a little bit about that? Oh man, I mean, the diet impacts thyroid health tremendously. Mm -hmm. It's actually a big one. And that is because the thyroid is kept healthy by your metabolism. They work together. Your metabolism, your thyroid works together. Okay. If your thyroid is low, yeah. your metabolism is low. And your metabolism is your nutrient intake, how your body builds and, and, and kind of um, metabolism versus catabolism. So how you, how you build muscle, how you break down bone, how you rebuild new bone. I mean, it's, it's, it's enormous. But inflammation is the biggest factor that will that will which which will um cause your thyroid to, st to start underacting and so your okay. diet is huge so inflammatory things in your diet are really a no-no so not too much wheat not too much grains not too mm -hmm. much dairy not too much sugar alcohol all of those things cause that inflammation that will disrupt the thyroid okay so anti-inflammatory foods add those in cut out some in. Cut, cut out the inflammatory foods like wheat, sugar, caffeine. Did you say caffeine? Look, caffeine. <laughs> I, I have a cup of coffee a day. And so I, 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 oh, I just, I, I don't add it in there. Or at least I at least don't mention it until somebody asks. Okay. <laughs> I can't do caffeine because I'm super hyper, but I know everybody loves their coffee. Do you do a cup of, t do you have a cup of tea instead? Yeah, but only herbal tea. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So some people can't do it. It makes them a bit edgy. Um, but you know, um, one cup of coffee, maybe with the right kind of mix and not no added sugar or that, you know, and a good quality coffee, it can be therapeutic for some people because it helps. You've probably got enough of this and this is why you don't need caffeine, but it helps with dopamine on the brain. It helps activate dopamine. So maybe you're okay. You've got enough dopamine. You've got that kind of keeps you going. Yeah. So you don't yes. need it. Very cool. I learned something new about myself. I got the dopamine going. <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> Awesome. So we've got the, the thyroid, we've got the thyroid, what to eat, what kind of tests to get. So 
let's go. We're going down the rabbit hole because people here really want to know. You posted the other day about something that I have never heard in my whole life. I don't even know how to pronounce it. I'm going to say it. You posted about pie rolls. Yep. Boom. <laughs> yep, that's right. Okay, great. So what is pyrodes? Because you said that they can make our mood swings worse. And I know that's what we struggle with a lot in PMDD. So tell us about pyrodes. Yeah, so pyrodes or Mauve Factor, as it has got a couple of different names. Just in just sim simply, simply it's about how your body can how your body can utilize and activate certain nutrients, particularly oh, zinc. Okay. And so with people that have pyroles, they have extremely low zinc. Um, mm -hmm. They have mm -hmm. low zinc normally with low B6. And we know how important these two are for hormonal health. The reason I went down this rabbit hole, and this is, the, I mean, it's, the reason I went down this rabbit hole is because so many women I see, I'm on a few Facebook pages with women with PMDD, and some of the things they write, it's really yeah. confronting, and you just, you just think, why is this? And some women, the anger, mm -hmm. not just mood swings, anger, yes. anger, real anger, and yes. also paranoia. So there's a lot of paranoia that yes. happens in certain times in their cycle. Yes. So if women have this issue with pyroles, which means they've either got some high copper or they have high heavy metals and they have this low zinc, that can really exacerbate these mental emotional symptoms. Wow. And we're talking about that, that anger, that real, that it's, it's, it's intense anger where you where it possibly lash out as well. Yes. You know, could be yes. physical. Yes. So it's we need to know about this because if that's going on, yeah. that's actually going to, that's going to inhibit your healing path. So oh. you need to know. Wow. Mm. That is deep because anger was one of my biggest things. And the reason I even started my PMDD healing journey was because I lashed out at my partner physically and total paranoia and the anger rage. It was just total monster mode. So I'm so glad that you're bringing this up because I know a lot of a lot of us struggle with that. So zinc. So you're saying that this pyrroles, they prevent us from absorbing zinc and that we might need to have, get some extra zinc in our bodies? Yes, extra zinc. And, and I talk about the co-nutrients, so B6 particularly, and okay. then fatty acids as well, like evening primrose oil can support, can support um, the absorption as well. Um, and you'll, they, you'll notice if this is working, I think I quoted a few studies. I think it's about two, takes about two months. Mm -hmm. you, that, that will support your healing journey. And you should notice after about two to three months, yeah. just a little bit of a, you know, an ease on those, those um, mm. swings, those, that real anger. Amazing. I think this is why I asked you to come on as a naturopath, because, you know, there's a lot of stuff that we, you know, we can do with, we, we like to talk about healing our trauma and, you know, uncovering all of these other things, but there's things that our body needs. So could you just, let's just talk really quickly about you as a naturopath, like what's your, how do you help people and what's your viewpoint on supporting people with PMDD relief of their symptoms? Look, first of all, I will test. So I will test to see, because we, we, we want to know, is this just a hormonal imbalance? And not just, but is it low progesterone? Because if it's low progesterone and we can treat with progesterone or we can treat with Vitex, they feel, can feel wonderful within a cycle. And yeah. that's great. If a woman can do that and then the next cycle, she's like, I feel, I feel healed. I feel great. 
Yeah. Then we know that it's not that we know that it's not that intricate PMDD. We know it's a hormonal imbalance. Mm -hmm. So I like to test hormones either yeah. through urine, sometimes just saliva, and sometimes I do some blood tests as well, particular times in the cycle. I like to do nutrient levels, uh -huh. um, and then depending on um, depending on the other symptoms, we might do hair mineral analysis for heavy metals okay. okay depending on what's going on yes but ideally we want to know is everything is everything looking okay is your zinc your copper your iron because we know low iron can cause anxiety as well yes mm -hmm. what's your iodine doing and what are your hormones doing <sighs> then yes. we can create a plan is it just simple nutrients is it simple chase tree or do we need to go a little bit of a step further and the mm -hmm. step further will be adding other nutrients in and yeah. also working on the trauma. So a lot of women, as you mentioned, they, they've, they've got that trauma. So they need to do other work, somatic healing, tapping, yeah. visualization, affirmations, yes. talk therapy. Oh, there's a, there's a gamut of things that will suit them, but they yes. need to do that. But, but first we need to understand how, how simple or how intricate is this mm. issue? Mm. Ooh, I'm almost, I'm having goosebumps and I'm California. It's really warm and my eyes are almost getting a little bit teary because I really hope y'all that y'all are hearing this out there. Yes, do all of that work and also check in with your body, what's going on in your body because that's the foundation of everything. Mm -hmm. So thank you for bringing that up and saying that, that we need to check out what's going on with the body. And you brought up, I've never heard it called that Vitex or Chase Tree. Yes. So, and I also saw you had it in your post that it might not work for everybody with PMDD. It might make it worse. Or could you just speak about that? Because it's in a lot of like PMS products and we, we read about it all the time. So fill us in on that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, if I would be, I would tread very carefully, and this is why you need to be careful with treating yourself, particularly mm -hmm. if, there's, if there's mood symptoms. Mm -hmm. Because with, with Vitex, you can actually turn very quickly and you can make things worse very quickly. If you, if you ever take anything, whether it's a vitamin or a nutrient and you feel worse, stop taking it. Always stop taking it. Don't, don't try and battle through it. Just stop. Um, because not everything, we're so unique. We're individual. We're yes. unique individuals and different yes. things work. But with the Chase Tree and the Vitex, it works on a few different levels. So <laughs> it's so simply, I'm, <laughs> I'm, how, how, how long have we got? Simply, um, it works at supporting the pituitary, okay? okay? So it works by producing those pre-hormones, TSH, mm -hmm. luteinizing hormone and follicle-stimulating hormone. Yeah. Then that luteinizing hormone will go on to help produce estrogen and progesterone. Mm -hmm. So it's wonderful if you're premenopausal or you've got very low hormones, your hormones are all low, mm -hmm. or you've got very low cortisol, you've been okay. through a lot of stress, you're down, you're depressed and you're low, but you're not too bipolarish, if that makes sense. You're not too here and here, you're just yeah. low, you mm -hmm. feel low, it's great for that. But if it's not going to work, what it can do is it can cause too, progesterone to rise, and some women are sensitive to progesterone, some women who have PMDD. They've got um, their receptors have changed shape because of trauma. Um, they are sensitive to the byproducts of progesterone, so they might get more depressed. Because don't forget, progesterone is like an anesthetic in a way. It can cause you to feel relaxed, but it can also cause you to feel 
really relaxed, too relaxed, uh -huh. too tired, too depressed. So yes. it can, it, you can go too far the other way. Mm -hmm. uh, and another thing that it does do, and so it might not be good for you, I don't, if you've got high dopamine, some women who take it who've got high dopamine, it raises dopamine levels. So if you've got low dopamine, it's good. But if you've got mm -hmm. high, you're going to feel like, oh, like just start to feel on edge and a bit too much. Yes, yes. Uh, Listen to how you feel. Listen to your body if you're ever trying anything because if, you'll know if it doesn't work. Yes. Um, so the, the small majority of women that chase tree vitex doesn't work for. Obviously, they have to then try something else. Yeah. Um, but it, that's what's happening. It's working on those other levels, the dopamine and the progesterone, and so it can be sensitive to those. Oof. I am blown away by that. That is such good knowledge because sometimes we think, oh, what works for her is going to work for me, but we're also individual and unique. So thanks for saying that. And I also love that you're bringing up this pituitary gland thing because I'm a Kundalini yoga teacher and we're all about that. We call it like the master gland. It's like the thing that we're always talking about and working on. So I love that you're, you're bringing this up. I'm going to bring this into my classes from now on. Too. This is why the yoga, this is why the yoga practice and some meditations are, are so healing for the, for the, the whole hormones amazing because it's yeah this beautiful gland here beautiful i'm gonna use that quote <laughs> so let's go let's go some more down the rabbit hole naomi you i i love your instagram everybody i'm gonna put i'm gonna put her instagram um under this video please follow because so much valuable information but also what's that connection that you mentioned between insulin toxins and our hormones i mean toxins are everywhere so let's dive into that share share about that with us a little bit look a lot of the, the a lot of the aha moments come to me and then i then i do my research so one mm -hmm. of the things i was thinking i was a lot of women who have um issues with um uh testosterone and blood sugar and mm -hmm. they've got polycystic ovarian syndrome have issues with these toxins so one thing i thought is does actually being in contact with toxins and smelling toxins cause an issue with our cortisol and adrenaline adrenaline levels straight away and then they put the insulin out and the research the research that came through when i looked at papers is this is something that does happen so our body just being being connected with these yeah has an issue with the cortisol, which then can cause insulin resistance. Wow. So that's a big one. And then once we've got insulin resistance and we've got that insulin and glucose up and down, yeah. that causes extreme havoc with the hormones. It just uh. causes some weird thing where it, I find this fascinating. It causes the hormones to do weird things in different bodies. So, you know, whether you're meant to have high testosterone, um, it will suppress it or whether you want high estrogen, low estrogen and not too high it causes more it does this it causes the pathways to just get topsy-turvy um wow but that but it's that initial exposure to toxins wow okay so by toxins what kind of toxins are we talking about here is this like me smelling clorox when i'm cleaning or is it what what kind of toxins well it i mean it depends though yes i mean it can be so if we're cleaning and we're using bleach mm-hmm Think how sometimes it makes you feel. If you've got a lavender essential oil or you've got bleach here, okay, and you smell one, how your nervous system, how good do you feel? Wow. It's having that parasympathetic nervous system impact. You're relaxing. Yes. Whereas if you smell the bleach, you just feel a bit, oh, you just go into this fight or flight. It doesn't feel, smell right. Now, some people yeah. do love the smell of bleach. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> so, you know, I don't know what's going on there. There are some people that say, that. I just love it. <laughs> um, but, you know, so it's having that impact on the nervous system straight away. Yeah. And that impact on the nervous system is changing our adrenaline. It's changing our cortisol. And then we just start to get that cascade. So it's it, even just in that moment. Now, of course, it has to, that's compounding. You okay. need to be exposed to it over and over again. You need okay. to smell it over and over again. But it's that exposure. It's that daily exposure. BPA in plastic, the daily exposure. Toxins maybe in the water, the daily exposure. Yes. Yes. BPA, toxins in the water, just, this is just a random thought. Is fluoride in my water because I'm in the US and we have so much fluoride in the water. Is that considered a toxin in your eyes? It is in, in excess. So, okay. so, you know, it's something that I've looked at research and I think some holistic dentists will say, we need a tiny bit of fluoride at a young age for our teeth. Now, we do need a bit of fluoride in our body. It's a mineral like everything okay. else, mm -hmm. um, but we need it in a certain form. So calcium fluoride, yeah, it's a certain form, mm -hmm. um, but it's a different form in the water. And then it's too much in the water. You yeah. know, it's, it's, it inhibits the thyroid, you know, because it inhibits huh. iodine. They're both mm -hmm. halogens, so it inhibits. Okay, and there um, we are again, the thyroid. <laughs> so I would say in excess, in a certain form, it's a toxin, but... We do, there is a form of fluoride that we need for our bone development. Okay, so not all fluoride is bad. Just the one in the water is a little bit, it's too much. Too much, too much sure. every day, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So what came, I was, when I was reading your bio and you said you have people with depression and I know so many, so many menstruators in our community are dealing with depression. How does a naturopath view depression and treat depression, that is interesting to me. Can you speak about that? So I call it depression because people can um, identify with that. They know what that means. But depression really, it, again, it's that whole gamut of things. It doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily depression that you need to take a medication for. Okay. So depression to me is a symptom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. And people have different symptoms. It could be low thyroid. It could be low progesterone. Mm -hmm. It could be too much histamine in your diet. It could be having gluten, inflammation. Mm -hmm. so, so depression to me is just this symptom of things that I know about and I can help with. So it's finding that in that road that's into what, okay. But I call it depression because everyone yeah. knows it is depression. But it's really, it could be a number of things. Beautiful. Oh, and here we are with the histamines. I know histamines is a <laughs> big topic. <laughs> what? How do histamines, <laughs> because I'm like, isn't that like a, when I have allergies and I take like an antihistamine pill or something, my allergies go away. Could you speak about histamines and our PMDD symptoms? Yeah, it's, look, it's really, it's a difficult one because it's really not sexy. Because when you talk to people about a low histamine diet, they just say, well, what, what, you know, that's all the healthy stuff I love. That's the problem. That's the problem. Yeah. But um, histamine is kind of this excitatory neurotransmitter, it's excitatory, and it can cause a lot of anxiety. Ah. It can also cause a lot of inflammation. Okay. And so we know allergies is one, you know, just the normal allergies, yeah. but it can cause a lot of issues in the brain. So one of the biggest symptoms is brain fog. Mm. That's the biggest. And I'm talking about extreme brain, brain fog. Yeah. This is why some people that take antihistamines, they actually feel better because it reduces their brain fog. It brings, it takes the histamine off the brain. Wow. I know a lot of our, in our community, in the forums, I hear them speaking about brain fog. Well, it's never one of my symptoms, but so histamines, so do they, 
do they then take antihistamines? Do you tell them to take antihistamines or should they then cut out high histamine foods in their diet first? What's the, Look, what's the road? So I, being a naturopath, I'm unable to prescribe taking antihistamines, mm-hmm. but some, some GPs might, and mm-hmm. some women that take antihistamines for a month, daily for a month, they might notice reduction in their symptoms. Now, those women that have noticed redu- reduction in their symptoms, that's a clear sign and signal that, okay, you must have issues with histamine. Ah, yes. Some yes. women that don't notice a difference, I'm unable to prescribe and recommend they take it. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's kind of how, how it works. Great. Um, that's good to know. Because then they could, if they notice that they're getting, feeling better, but you know, you don't want to be dependent on maybe on to take something, then they could start playing with a diet. Yeah. And really with a diet, it's about things that we have in there a lot. So mm-hmm. for example, I notice with me, and I only picked this up not so long ago, if I have too much tomato, so I have like a pasta sauce or I have tomato sauce or a curry yeah. and I have it too many days in a row, yeah. I get sinusy. Ah. But every so often is fine. Yeah. yeah um, so it's you. about things that you might have every day. And the problem is the foods that are healthy for us can be high histamine. So it's, it's not about completely coming off these. It's about just managing your intake uh, and just seeing if it helps you, seeing how you feel. Mm-hmm. You know, because even healthy foods, we've got tomatoes. Unfortunately, like a lot of sauerkraut and fermented foods can be high histamine. But if you're having like a glass of red wine, a couple of glasses of red wine a night, that would be the first thing you'd cut out, mm-hmm. you know, because that's quite high histamine. So yes. it's to look at the things that you have every day. And also in the luteal phase, when we're feeling down, what yeah. are the things we go for? We go for the high histamine foods, you know, the lots of chocolate and <laughs> those kind of foods. So okay. just becoming aware. Yeah. Yes. Becoming aware of that. Yes. I think avocados are also high in histamine. And I live in California. We love our avocados over here, our guacamole. So, yeah. (laughs) And also, for some women, some things can cause an issue, but others don't. Oh. So, so start from somewhere. You could start cutting them out, just seeing and seeing how you go in that next cycle. You know, this is why tracking, track, journal, how do you feel, what's working. And yes. just take the guesswork out and just start kind of tra- tracking it for yourself. Agreed. Agreed. Tracking is so important just to see what's really going on. So, I mean, I'm, I'm totally in love with um, all this information that you, you shared. You work with people one-on-one and I think also in group programs. So what, what are some questions that you ask or do people fill out a questionnaire? Like how can, so how does someone start working with you? Yeah, so I mean, there is a questionnaire, but I, I, the way I work is if it's one on one, we do 90 minutes to start with, and I'll do a lot of the question. I'll ask a lot of the questions then because they might change. It's mm. this is the thing, and and sometimes if you filled out this massive questionnaire, some some of it won't relate, and so I kind of do exactly what you've done today. You ask questions, and then you'll go down that route mm. because it's different. It's 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 so different. So that's how I work one on one. It's a 90 minutes. And then in my program, which is Calm Your Monthly Moods, we actually have some, we talk about, each module talks about a different thing. So we talk Mm. about neurotransmitters. We talk about histamine, um, boosting those neurotransmitters. We also talk about hormones um, and diets. We talk about these things, and I have questionnaires in each module. So Mm -hmm. that's how that works. And so that's um, that's how that's structured. 
Awesome. That sounds so good. If someone is diagnosed or has diagnosed themselves with PMDD and they, they're like, I don't know where to start. Like what's one or two things you would say, look at this, check that out, give this a try. Like it's just a, a step or two that the people out there could, mm-hmm. could do right now. I mean, I would start, one, I would start with testing, get your bloods done. Good. Your okay. iron, your ferritin, your vitamin D, your right. zinc, your copper, get your simple bloods done, your thyroid. Yeah. And start tracking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then have a look at the big things that are in your diet that you're having a lot of. Because when we've got PMD day, we tend to consume a lot of one thing. You know, there might be something there that we're having a lot of. So just yes. have a look at that and try and see if you can reduce that mm. because that can have a big influence. Try and crowd in the healthy things and, and, and crowd that out. But the tracking and the testing are the two things you can start with today. That's so awesome. So practical. Thank you so much for that. And I know you're going to be sharing a freebie with us, and I'm really excited about this one. You call it the hormone diet plan. Can you share just a few sentences about that. Yeah. So this, this plan is morphed to support you in that luteal phase. So anti-inflammatory dial plan that can support you in the luteal phase, which is when we need that. We really do need that support because that's the time that we need to take the thinking out of it Great. because we, we can't think straight during the luteal phase. <laughs> you know? Yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> I'm in my luteal right now, so I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, it's a hard time for some, but you know, that's, it's, it's interesting. Some women feel fantastic then. And as soon as their period comes, they feel terrible. So that's another thing to look at, you know, when you're tracking, when yeah. do you feel good, when do you feel bad? Yes. Bring in that awareness about our uniqueness, what's really going on. I love that. Thank you for sharing that with us. I can, I'm going to download that too, because I definitely need to work on my eating habits during my luteal phase, especially. So you were just sharing about this coaching program. You were called it calm your, I don't, I forgot to write it down. Tell me again, calm your monthly mood. So that's like a group coaching program. That sounds awesome. Yes. All right. (laughs) Ah, so are there any, anything that we didn't cover that you wanted to just bring up because we are, I mean, we have covered a lot. We've gone through the the main, we've gone through the main things, you know, there's, and of course there's always going to be other things going on for some women. Yes. Um, And that's why we're here to help. Exactly. Y'all reach out to Naomi, reach out. You're going to get all the contact information, get that freebie. So you can also be in contact with her. And I mean, this was just so good. I wrote so much stuff down, (laughs) practical things. Very great. So do you have any last words of hope or encouragement for people with PMDD out there? Look, I understand that so much, this is what I hear all the time, but I've, I've done so much. It doesn't work for me. I've done just simplify, take a step back, mm-hmm. just simplify it yeah. and just implement those couple of things and you'll get there and just know that you're unique. And so sometimes you just need to take all those voices out of everybody else and just follow your own path, follow your own healing path and just to just simplify and you will get there. You will. And it might take a bit longer. But when you get to the end of it, you'll feel so much better. You know, mm. you'll feel great and gratitude for, for the journey you've been on. Thank you so much for that. Simplify. Keep going. You're unique. Y'all, 
watch it again. If you didn't write it all down, we got all the tests. We got thyroids. We talked about zinc. We talked about something weird called pyroles. You got <laughs> so much. I think this was like, this was like a class, like what to do, like a workshop. We just went to college y'all. Thank you so much, Naomi. This is so, so valuable, so powerful. Thank you for being a part of the summit. (sighs) Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Yay. All right, everybody out there, simplify, keep on going and have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. And thank you. Bye. Bye -bye. (laughs) Bye-bye. Hi, it's Charisma. If this expert interview inspired you or helped you in any way, please consider leaving a five-star review with your insights so other PMDD warriors like you can find these interviews and benefit from them too. You're awesome and thank you so much for being a part of this community. And remember, relief is possible. Okay, bye.